the only talk radio afternoon drive show that makes sense beyond the headline with Aldrin Simpia right here on SAFM so Botswana has been receiving bids from investors on the Trans-Kalahari Railway project. These bids emanate from China, the United Arab Emirates, Qatar, as well as India. This is in light of the recent logistics crisis at the port of Durban early in the month and the waiting periods to ship goods being up to two weeks. The 1,500-kilometer line will um, the the 1,500-kilometer line will start in Khabarone and go through the Kalahari Desert into the Bus in Namibia to end at the Valfus Bay in the Atlantic Ocean. To tell us more about the implications on the logistics and customs industry in SEDEC, we are joined by Professor Patrick Bond, who is a political economist and also distinguished professor of sociology at the University of Johannesburg. Professor Bond, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Oh, Alvin, it's so nice to be back with you, Melissa. Should we be concerned? Yes, I'm very much in uh, uh, opposition to further development of Southern Africa coal. There's a coal bomb or carbon bomb uh, waiting to be detonated in Botswana, just north of our border, just north of Lepalali. That whole strip underneath the Limpopo River has some of the world's greatest coal reserves. But if we unleash those coal reserves by exporting them on this new line or rehabbing uh, and extending uh, South Africa's own much shorter line, the line that goes from Lepalali down to Richards Bay, or continue with its starting point, which is taking that coal out via both Zimbabwe and Mozambique through a very circuitous route. I think that's a great danger that we saw last week, even acknowledged in the United Nations Climate Summit, where the call was to phase down coal, not to expand a massive carbon bomb uh, for our future generations. They'll be cursing us if this trans-Kalahari goes ahead. So, so should we see this only on the basis of what the purpose was in developing this line and the agreement being signed right back in 2010 uh, to focus on the export of coal, or should we look at it as a threat to South Africa's dominance when it comes to logistics? Yes, it is certainly a reflection that under Porsche Derby, that uh, line that was anticipated, don't forget the National Development Plan, remember 2012 when President Ramaphosa was a deputy, uh, the then chair of that committee was uh, the minister of planning at the time, Trevor Manuel. And they made the number one project, 800 billion rand, the extension of the rail line that goes to the Richards Bay Export Terminal. Now, normally that terminal can do up to 90 million tons uh, of coal a year. It's been doing a peak around 80, but for the last few years, mainly due to Tsotis who are taking the uh, copper cabling and the tracks and uh, the rise of the coal truck industry, uh, which is slow and inefficient uh, as a replacement, that number has gone down to 50 million. Now, as I say, there's 200 billion tons under Botswana. There's 18 billion tons in the Waterberg. That was the target of the National Development Plan. And I just don't think they did the proper cost-benefit. They did the immediate. And don't forget, this is a period when Anglo coal has become Tungela. That's the main holder of some of those coal reserves. But it's also big companies like Glencore, biggest commodity trader in the world, BHP Billiton, biggest mining house in the world. So they lobbied, along with ESCOM, that thought they could continue to build coal-fired power plants in not just uh, Madupi, which is very close to this area, and Kosile, but also there were some plants in uh, Makado, a 4,600-megawatt coal-fired power plant. Luckily, those have been cut, actually, by Xi Jinping himself. He said, 
number of coal-fired power plants. So what the huge amount of coal, especially on the Botswana side that I mentioned, it should either be stuck underground, and Botswana should be compensated for not taking it out. Or what's happening, there's a German uh, a team that just bought a major private coal mine, Matla. There's a South African, Jacques Bagdorst, who runs it, and they try to pressure Portia Derby. Now, she resigned under pressure a few weeks ago, uh, allegations of incompetence or just not getting the coal out. But I think, as an environmentalist, that we should be, in a sense, thankful that our inefficient transmit hasn't um, contributed to yet more coal-fired power and coal exports as part of that. <laughs> but what does that mean for um, the coffers, uh, for the state coffers? Because even SARS was complaining, as as well as the South African Reserve uh, Reserve Bank governor, that um, we're losing out on a lot of money and also economic growth because of these logistical challenges, um, irrespective of what you think about coal. Yeah, Alvin, you're right. And it's, again, a matter of uh, are we short-term profit-oriented? Is our cost-benefit analysis? Surely the cost of expanding our line, which if it were to go up to the Matla mine, uh, um, just north of Harare, that Botswana mine could then send just 865 kilometers. But now we're talking 1,500 kilometer line because of the problems that Transnet's facing. So the question is then, the cost, the short-term cost of expanding our faster rail line, it's three kilometer long, uh, train that, that actually rely upon these Chinese locomotives, which are, as you probably recall, under contestation, SA Revenue Service thinks that the Gupta-related deals entail taxation. The Chinese company put in Gordon, tried to go there a few months ago to get that company to pay up to help bring the locomotives back online and sales. It's a big mess, isn't it? So as a result, as you say, China, Qatar, uh, India, some of the worst fossil addicted economies are now going to help brand new 1500 kilometer line. I think it makes no sense to put our resources, uh, especially public transport, where our rail lines are, metro rail or commuter rail, the rail that could be used for long distance um, traffic. But that funding, uh, then it's now in competition. The Transnet puts much more in, 800 billion, as I said, it's the biggest project in South Africa's history. Or they use that big wide open desert to export the coal from Botswana through Namibia. And yet, we still have these desperately, let's say, unmet social needs of, of rail transport. It just doesn't make sense if you take a longer-term view and you think of society view, just not just the short-term profits of these big coal exporters. Yeah, well, I remember our current Minister of Transport saying uh, quite recently, actually, um, that she believes that we currently have an efficient railway network. There's no need to expand on that. What's your take? Now, I think it's uh, a terrible mistake that from the early 1990s, with the rise of the combi industry, which, to be sure, has been a more efficient system of getting ordinary working class people here and there, but the efficiency that we would get from expanding Transnet's old lines, remember they would go all throughout the old Expansion Sound, they would pick up workers, bring them to their mines, and those were all shut down in the 90s. To me, that's a golden opportunity for our just transition in transport. We always talk about it, don't we, as energy. It's shutting down coal-fired power plants that are so destructive, quickly getting in the renewables, energy storage. Um, and yet, the transport system is often about 20% of the emissions are, are single-use cars, even the combis. So I would much rather a visionary transport minister say, actually, Transnet and, you know, the Metro Rail, all of the other consumer uh, services should really reconsolidate and do what they did in the old days, which is provide uh, you know, re regular, reliable, and low-carbon 
means of transporting people back and forth around this very wide open country where so many people are still involved in migrant labor and circular migration patterns, and as we're seeing now. Lots of accidents on the roads right now. Uh, terrible uh, carnage, but those could be avoided if we took the next few years. Don't put the transport uh, investment funds into coal, put it into getting ordinary people from here to there. Thank you so much for your time, Professor Patrick Bond, political economist and distinguished professor of sociology at the University of Johannesburg.